And we're back. Episode 2. I-94 Rivalry Show. We got a good one here. We're fresh off the, the tiebreaker. Brewers take the NL Central. How about it? How about it? The improbable. They, ra- they rattled, off, rattled off eight games. The last eight games. Forced a tiebreaker. Forced 163. Went into Wrigley. Took it. They got to celebrate in St. Louis on their field. They got to celebrate in Chicago at Wrigley. Doesn't get much better than that. How are we feeling today? Not good. <laughs> Steve, how are you doing over there? Fantastic. I'm just more impressed with Cody. I mean, he's not he, – he, I'm surprised how calm you are. It's been a long day. It's been... Come on, man. You guys know you guys are going to win tomorrow. Stop. I've... That's, that's why we're calm. That's why we're calm. A team who lives in the NLCS rent-free, you, you just learn not to overreact I, I to like stuff it. like this. I you like know it. what? Kyle Freeland's throwing tomorrow. He went to Evansville. My girlfriend goes to Evansville. So, naturally, the Cubs might score 25 runs off of him. Sorry, Kristen. <laughs> I actually faced Kyle Freeland. He's coming back on three days rest, right? So, I love anybody. I don't care what your name is. I like a guy coming in to Wrigley, traveling third city in three days, three days rest. If the Cubs bats are going to do anything, there's absolutely That's a big advantage for you guys that I don't think really anybody's talking about is the fact that they got to jump on a plane and head to Chicago. The Cubs get to just, I mean, Cubs got to go home and, and you know, rest up as opposed to jumping on a plane and, and taking off. Yeah, I mean – yeah, I mean, gotta make I'm glad the Cubs played the earlier game too. Make make the Rockies play the later one, and then yep. fly from LA to Chicago, and you know, welcome welcome to Wrigley Field. That completely completely worked out in their favor. Uh, you got Lester going. Um, like Steve said, I'd be shocked if you guys don't pull this one out. And then we got oh, you know, you know, another five games of uh, Brewers and Cubs, which I just don't know if my my heart can take, but I, I think that's where we're going to end up. You know, I really, I really, I 94 really would love it because I'm not really wanting to do the playoffs without the Cubs. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the playoffs have the Cubs in. I'm starting tomorrow. No, so I got count. that. I, I, I am so glad that I don't have to emotionally take the one card, the one wild card game. Um, I literally just could not take it after today. I there's just no way I I would have been a mess. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the reminder. That yep, just, gonna yep. be just throwing awful. it out there. Yeah. Yeah. You think I didn't yep. get anything done at work today? Yep. Tomorrow. No, I got a softball game tomorrow at like seven or eight. Guess who's not going to that? Yeah. What time is that game? Seven. Seven. Oof. Yikes. Oh man. Well. well it was a it was a good one today. I mean, it 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 was only a three one game, but with you know the the hit totals, I think the the Brewers ended up with twelve or thirteen hits. I mean, it very easily could have could have been a much higher scoring game. Rizzo did hit a ball that probably hasn't landed yet. <laughs> <laughs> I but, think that one still hasn't moved yet. Yep, yep, nobody's moved. So that was that was one of the yeah, best balls I've seen the, in a uh, long time. Did. One good hit, yeah. Yeah, he he didn't miss that one. He did not. That got every bit of that. Game. I really thought Hayward got it too that inning. So, 
Well, the Thank only reason I. I didn't was because I looked at my phone and my, and my stream was a little bit delayed. And I looked at my phone and all my buddies were like, holy shit, I thought that was gone. And I, I got to just think to myself, oh, man, he must really get into one. And then I, and then I thought, you know what, maybe it's is it, or is it just, you know, typical, you know, Cubs fans seem to get really loud on fly balls. But when he hit that ball, even though I knew it, it didn't get out. I still thought that might get out because, I mean, it did look like he got every last stitch of that ball. You know, I want to comment on the Cubs fans freaking out about every fly ball because I found myself guilty of that about every time it happened this weekend. Like, I don't know. I just get really excited because I think the Cubs are going to get a home run every single time they're up. Which is valid. It's a really bad way of thinking, but now I'm starting to notice more that I do get very excited on routine fly balls or fly balls that the outfielder runs in on similar to my own baseball career every time i thought i hit a ball good the outfielder ran in so hey, yeah i've been there i've been there and then <laughs> hey but when when the bats are going or not going like they were today for the cubs you're just hoping that you get the one swing of the bad offense because god forbid they actually string a few hits together which wasn't going to happen so i uh i definitely i jumped out of the desk chair on the hayward one as well um even even for a real split half a second, thought that Rizzo's last one of the game might have gotten out, might have gotten enough of it. But here we sit, and we're gonna have to go through the whole one. Can game we talk about the umpire that rung up Hayward on two strikes and your reaction yes. to everybody? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Cubs fans yeah. like screaming at him. Oh my god! I that's was... that is literally what I saw too. I, I just looked behind. I saw I saw guys like literally wanting to slit his throat. I mean, like. Why are we yelling? Like, that was funny. It's not like Hayward, sh- like, it didn't turn into strike three because he did that. Yeah, yeah. like, they didn't have to say, I don't know why we're yelling yeah. at the umpire because he thought it was strike three. Like, it still was strike two. He didn't have to go back to the dugout. So, Cubs fans, chill out. Yeah, that was, that was, that was something. I mean, it was an awesome strike. Good for him. That might have been his best one of the day. He got or, into that. He 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 was excited about ringing him up there. I mean, he had he had whole body into it. He was just he he was sure that that was strike three. It was good practice for his uh, ringing there up Javier Baez later in the game and on a ball. Right Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Kyle Schwarber swing the bat, man. There was one that was a perfect pitch, outer edge. But in a three-two game, when you're a guy who can change the game with one swing, I don't understand how you just, go down looking on a ball. Just swing. Ian Hap swings at everything. Just swing. And still manages to get walks. Which was a huge walk. I honestly, Ian Happ walked there, and I thought the Cubs won. Thought oh, I over. did too. Yep. So did I. I thought yep. that's it. And then Wilson Contreras nubs a, ball, nubs a slider on the outside. What are you swinging at? Well, and so that brings me to, like, there, there were a couple of things that Joe did or then said after the game that, you know, I've been a real big defender of Joe just based on what he's had to deal with injury-wise and underperformance-wise. But if you were like, I'm assuming the bunt call came from the bench. If it didn't, it's a different story. But if it did, why are you then taking it off after ball one? You know, if it's a two zero or three zero count, I get that. And then Joe also in the post game talks about there's been several times apparently that he's questioned Justin Wilson throwing sliders on O two pitches as opposed to going with the heat to try to get a strikeout. And was it Arcia that got the hit off yep, the O two? Whoever it was that got the hit. So. You know, if this was the first time that's happened, fine. But he said this is like the second or third time it's happening. So why are they not calling the game? For that's that's my bench? thing is all year. Wilson Contreras is, I mean, I love the guy to death and he's the friggin' energizer bunny, but he can't frame and he doesn't know how to call a game. So I don't understand why Brandon Hyde is not sitting there 
calling every single pitch. Right. And yeah, it's not like you're dealing with John Lester. Like if John Lester wants to go out there and shake somebody off, fine. But this is Justin Wilson who by the numbers had a good year this year. But if I would have bet, if you'd go look at like high leverage situation performances, he's not a guy you want out there. So you don't have the, you don't get the leeway or the benefit of the doubt to be shaking a guy off two or three times to get to a pitch that you then give up. You have to, you have to earn that right. Justin Wilson doesn't have it. And my only other thing on that is I, I don't know RCS splits. I don't, you know, obviously you probably didn't want Granderson to pinch hit, but you had Arcia, a pinch hitter, and Lorenzo Kane up, and you brought in Justin Wilson instead of Steve Cisak. I just I don't understand that. Well, as you're talking about Arcia, let me kind of jump in here. <laughs> uh, he, I was in the middle of writing about Arcia, and what he what he did today, going four for four, what he's done, unbelievable. What he's done over the last uh, since August, since he came back, is a real testament to him because I I, I can tell you right now his splits. Either side, if you look at it, aren't great. Whether it was a lefty or a righty, if you look at his season splits, they're just not great. He hasn't hit, um, hasn't hit much up until these this last month and a half. Um, he he was hitting under two hundred when when they sent him down to AAA, and after today's four for four, he's up to two thirty five. Which, I mean, with a good amount of at bats, that's a, that's a hell of a climb. Uh, I mean, he, he's a gold glove defender. He hit 280 with 16 home runs last year. Was a disappointment. Could have put his head down when he got demoted. You know, just kind of kept his head up, kept grinding. And game 163, the guy comes up with two, two of the three runs and goes four for four. I mean, that's... I use the player of the game. I don't care what yeah. Christian Yelich did. If, if Orlando Arcia... It doesn't get that hit off Justin Wilson. The the Brewers don't score that inning, and they don't score the first time either. So, yeah, good for him. And I you mean, know he's not the only he's not the only guy that the Brewers have demoted to AAA and have come up huge for him. Domingo Santana was the other one. Thirty cool. home runs last year. Spends two months in AAA, and hit probably has a postseason roster spot. Uh, coming up with a big double today, and then Corey Knable going down to AAA, trying to get things tuned out, and all he did was come back and be reliever of uh, that major curveball. Unbelievable! Curveball is unreal. It is yep. unbelievable. Just nasty. I mean, he's upper nineties with an absolute hammer, and his curveball is pretty nice too. Yeah. So I mean, I don't have much more on the Cubs because, I mean, the offense is atrocious today. It was. Hopefully, it's not tomorrow. Um, Jose Quintana pitched really, really well for not locating very well. Um, and Joe Madden should have pulled him out when he did because Quintana is not good the third time through the order. I mean, people are hitting, I want to say, I just tweeted it out. It was 326 off of him third time through the order. So he had to take him out, but yeah, Kyle Freeland. Well, yep. Well, now we got the Cubs are going to play the Rockies, uh, where the winner gets, Winner gets the Brewers. Uh, I'd be shocked if if it's not the Cubs, but we'll find out tomorrow night. Is this your reverse psychology yeah. thing again? You'd be shocked if it's not because you want the I do. I do that a lot, but I I, I truly believe it. I, I, I truly, you know, I even did it today during the game. It, you know, it seems to work out when I do that. But Yeah, I know. It's making no. me mad. But here, I'll, the Rockies are for sure going to win. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so... 
Here's our Monday morning moron segment. I'm not totally sure it's going to drop on a Monday morning, but it rhymes, and that's what we're going to go with. I'll start it off here. My moron Monday is manager Mike Schilt of the St. Louis Cardinals. This is because he is the guy who walked Lorenzo Cain to face Christian Yelich, the MVP. And all he does is hit, hit a first pitch slider into the stands for a three-run home run. More walk. That just doesn't seem like like a bright idea there, Mike. Yeah, that was um, one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I mean, Lorenzo Cain laughed when they walked him. Yeah, and it, it, that's literally how it felt. I mean, it was. It, I I couldn't. I I honestly like looked up and was like, wait, how is Kane on first base? They they walked him. They walked him to get to Yelich. All right, let's see how this goes for you. Thanks. Didn't go well. Cardinals for only being competent for one day to beat the Cubs. <laughs> Steve, what do you got? Uh, my more on Monday goes to uh, six seventy. The score is Danny Parkins. I uh, I listen to the score almost every single day, and all year long, Danny Parkins was just shitting on the Brewers. Just saying that he wasn't worried, he wasn't worried, he wasn't worried. The Cubs are so much better. The Cubs are so much better. Well, Danny, how does it feel now? Uh, the Brewers won the division, and judging by uh, how he felt, I was uh, on my way home uh, today after the game. And what was Danny Parkins talking about? Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. Couldn't even talk about it. First place Bears. Would you not talk about Mitch? I mean, you know, I, I, I get that, but you know what's – well, you know, it is Bears Monday in Chicago is a football town, so I, I guess I'm really not surprised. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I just thought it was funny. I mean, he even had uh, – I think it was just a week ago I was talking. It's like, not worried, not worried. Not oh, I was saying that all year, though. So I, I'm, I was right there with him, and that was probably a combination of not wanting to admit that the Brewers were actually better than we expected and also no one expecting them to win eight in a row to finish the year. So I think that shock is a little bit – earned you mean good for the Brewers they earned it they definitely I, they definitely won it from the Cubs I mean the Cubs I, didn't choke it away no the Cubs, that's that's what Cubs fans need to realize like this team didn't choke you Darvish didn't play this year and when he did he was terrible Tyler Chatwood is awful um Brandon Morrow out for half the year Chris Bryant missed 40 percent of the year whatever it was like this team Won 95 games, had the second best record in the National League. Game 163 is stupid, but the Cubs didn't choke this way. The Brewers won eight in a row. Good for them. Yep, I would agree. Um, Cody, what do you got? My moron is probably just going to be a moron every week. It's Bob Nightingale. Uh, you stole mine. Dude, you hate that guy. That guy is the worst person on Twitter I've ever seen. Like, it's worth a follow for the stupidity. Honestly, like, I don't want to unfollow him because, like, I get, like, the joy of I'm going to quote your tweet and just show all of my friends how dumb you are. Like, okay, so Bob over here, like, just to throw out a little, like, what he usually does. Even during the season, he was tweeting about Dexter Fowler's wife having a baby and, like, didn't even give her the right name. Like, Bob. You can't spell in your tweets, first of all, because I don't know if you didn't, like, (laughs) have an English class in high school and college. Like, I don't know, but, like, you're the worst speller I've ever seen. And then you're going to talk about Dexter Fowler's wife, and you're not even going to give her the right name. Like, it wasn't even close. I can't remember because it was three months ago, but it wasn't even close. 
And then this weekend, Friday night, the Cubs win, the Brewers win. And he tweets out, the Brewers keep the pressure on the Cubs going into Sunday. Well, Bob, it's Friday. Saturday comes before Sunday, if you haven't checked the calendar in a while. And if the Cubs win and the Brewers lose on Saturday, it's over going into Sunday. And then yesterday, Javier Baez runs through a stop sign. He gets thrown out at the plate. And he tweets that um, Martinez out in right field for the Cardinals had a gold glove caliber play, turned into a gold glover, throwing out Javier Baez at the plate when he picked up the ball before Javi even got to third. Like, he could have thrown it home left-handed. Bob, you're a moron. Stop tweeting about baseball and stop tweeting about the Cubs. Oh, Denver. Sorry. AJ, I may, you... have, I may or may not have money on Denver. So you do. <laughs> Love it. Oh. AJ, what do you got for us? All right, so I want to preface this and say that it's going to definitely sound like I'm extremely salty about the way the game ended, um, but I want to remind everybody that I am not. You know, the Cubs lost. The Brewers definitely earned this division title with the way they finished the season. But my Monday morning or weekly moron for this week is the collective Milwaukee Brewer fan, and it's because of the fact that they are going to now all of a sudden claim that Wrigley Field is Miller Park (laughs) South. No one. That's not like you got to have some more. uh, You have have to have some sort of factual basis behind that. I mean, the Cubs have been the Cubs fans have for years been overtaking Miller Park every opportunity given. So twenty to thirty percent chance. Did Bob Nightingale tweet that out too? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. did. Picture that he used. I hate that guy. Had like four Brewers fans in it. So like, I hate him better. But well, okay. I will no, say you know what, though. Just, just to follow up on that, though, like I listened to it on the radio today. I didn't get. I mean, we had it on our phones, but it was so delayed. I mean, dude, you there's usually generally not that many Brewer fans. At oh no, the field get, for a don't get me wrong. The Brewers, the Brewers fans showed up real well today, and, that, and they were loud. Take that away from them, and they were loud. And See, that's where I. That, that's what were, I was going to say. They, they outplayed they, the Cubs. They definitely were. The but Brewers he, fans showed up well today. They, Wrigley, they 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 made it. They made it loud. They made it, you know, quote unquote. But, but Park for South. one game, but, for one game to have about twenty five to thirty percent of the fans all of a sudden call it Wrigley Field South, you know, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Yeah, do, buy, do it for a decade. Do it for a decade. Force the Cubs to only sell tickets to Illinois licenses for a while. See, that's where you guys definitely got us, and I do agree with that. That yes, we did it today. And, you, you know, if we play you guys in the playoffs, I hope we do it again. But it, it definitely is series in, series out in Miller Park. Cubs fans fill up that place. It is what it is. Because of the size of the city. Like, I'll, I'll give you that. But that, that's why I want another that's why I want another potential five game series against against this team. Um, as bad as it's going to be for everyone on this uh, and our health, I think it's going to be nothing but good theater. We'll have some more uh, good ribbing back in fan base. Uh, it'll all be in good fun. Last thing I got on Bob before I'm done with this. <laughs> this man, anytime the Cardinals scored this weekend or the Pirates scored this week, it was that loud roar you hear, that's Milwaukee fans cheering. Bob, nobody heard a loud roar. Shut up. <laughs> there was no roar. Nobody can hear in Milwaukee. They're cheering because their team just scored three runs. Bob, shut up. And stop tweeting Christian Yelich is the unanimous MVP. We know. Thank you, Bob. Okay, there you have it.
Good job, Bob. Hey, By the way, uh, during that Bob Nightingale rant, uh, Denver's now up 23-13. Just saying. Does Patty Mahomes have a touchdown yet? I He's got one rushing touchdown. That's I it. I do not know. Guy stinks, my and I'm a big Patty fan. Now. Well, we'll see what happens with that one. I got uh, Philip Lindsay, uh, who ran me in a touchdown in fantasy. That was huge. He ran in one now? Yep. Kansas City was also favored by four and a half Ooh. today, too. <laughs> That's going to well, create a little ball Chicago turmoil there because uh, Blackhawks writer Gary is now only down seven points to our DFS expert, Dan. Ooh, the expert. Yeah, he's not an expert. He thinks he is, though. <laughs> <laughs> Self-proclaimed expert. Got it. Yep. That's so. what we're promoting him as. Well, speaking of football, we got – we got the Packers pulling out, pulling out wins against the uh, dude. I, I'm the, I'm the Buffalo stop you. Bills. I think you should start with the Bears, man. That Packers performance was pretty ugly. Oh. I gotta hey, give it to Mitch Trubisky, man. Got zero problem with that. The goat it's Trubisky went off for six tutties. The Mitchell arm sleeve. Mitchie arm sleeve is the best quarterback in the NFL. You can quote me on that right now. True story. Yeah. Undefeated uh, Mitchie arm sleeve. Yeah, we got the we got the piece up on Ball Chicago about that reviewing the game. I mean that obviously, you know, Bears fans I think have to kind of take a step back and realize they're not going to go out and put up 40, 48 every week because that Buccaneers defense is it's absolutely terrible. atrocious. Oh my if god, you, they're you so bad. Chris Conti was starting on that team and now he's out with injury. You can just only imagine what they're dealing with. There are a few people in the world I hate more than Chris Conti. Bob Nightingale's and, one of them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Bob's up there. I don't have that big of an issue with Bob, but Chris Conti, man, the fact that he even has a job in the NFL, let alone He's done a, a really starting good job of just kind of hanging around and being a guy on a roster somewhere. I don't the guy that we can make fun of on sports. I don't, I don't get it. I can't look yeah. at him and not think of Randall Cobb running into the end zone. I know, but I mean, hey, really piss poor defense that they have out there in Tampa Bay. But that's that's what really good teams. Do is take bad defenses and rip them apart and put up points, and the Bears finally did that. Defense played phenomenally again, and it kind of got overlooked because of the six touchdown performance uh, by Mitchell. But I mean, hey, you know, going three and one through the first quarter of the season, the old Lovey Smith uh, mantra: uh, first quarter of the season, you want to have two or three wins. I mean, hey, they're they're at the top of the division. We're we're extremely happy about that. And first place Bears. Kinda, just got to keep rolling and, and, and continue to build on this. The bye week, I think, is coming at a bad time. I agree. I agree. Rolling that momentum, but come out of the come out of the bye week and go and put up some points on Miami and, and see if you can keep it rolling. Hey, was the, that the Bears just destroyed Ryan Fitzpatrick's career again? True, they did. Yeah, James no started. Thing. They made the Fitz magic disappear. They did. They did. I thought, um, well, man, I thought the Bears were, even before they got Khalil Mack, I thought the Bears were going to be a lot better than people thought. And I think just getting Khalil Mack just, just, just upset up. I mean, dude, that dude is just, I think we talked about it last week. That dude is just phenomenal, man. That dude, he changes and, the game on defense as and, an individual John, player, which is very rare. And John Gruden gets dumber and dumber every week. Like, did you yep. hear his press conference? After Although the game he was yesterday? able to find a way to beat the hapless Browns. So, did you hear what he said yesterday after the game? Though, like, he was told I that did not. He, he was told that Khalil Mack had another uh, strip sack, and he was like, "Mack again? Oh my god, that's impressive! Like, you are a fucking idiot, John Gruden. You are an absolute <laughs> moron." And I honestly loved John Gruden as a commentator. Like, I loved him so much. I mean, I love him even more now. To be completely honest uh, with you, yeah. I mean, but he sound, he just seems a lot more dumb now. Yeah, yep. And if I you... think one of the one of the most underlooked 
uh, or overlooked stats or just kind of like interesting things that has happened through the first four for the Bears is it Russell Wilson is the only quarterback starting quarterback for an opposing team that has played the entire game. They've gotten to the second string guy in three of the four weeks, at least for at some point. Good stat. If you, if you do that regularly, you're going to win a lot of football games. Stat you know, of the day right there. You know what, though, too? I mean, I know we're done with more on Monday, but another one of my more on Mondays <laughs> for just dumbass NFL fans, not, just that think that love John Gruden go, well, John Gruden didn't want to trade him. Uh, you know, it's Reggie McKenzie. You idiots. He just signed a 10-year, $100 million contract. Yes, hundred percent. He wanted to trade him, like Khalil yeah, Mack. Had, even Khalil Mack, say there. Khalil Mack even said when the first game when he got to Chicago, all John all John Gruden had to do was call me, and I I would not I would have taken less money, and I would have showed up. John Gruden, you are a fucking idiot, and so is everyone that just sweats you and doesn't think and thinks you're just God. You are a moron who shouldn't you shouldn't even be announcing anymore. Oh. Same same like Bob Nightingale shouldn't be tweeting anymore. I, I agree. Oh, just idiots. <laughs> was well, was if, that the uh, best half of Bears football we've ever seen in our offensively, lifetime? In, in my lifetime, for sure. Offensively, no doubt. I Did, mean, didn't Sexy Rexy put up a half like that one time or two? I, there not was that good. In the, against the Lions, maybe it was, I feel like I remember. But I don't know if it was that good. I mean, Mitchell was throwing to guys that were wide open and that's that's partially back to how bad the Bucks defense is but I think you got to give at least some credit to the route combinations that Nagy's throwing out there they kind of figured some things out maybe um I mean that was just pure domination that was a dime to Allen Robinson too in the back of the end yeah yeah absolute dime um and primetime Cuddy had a game Similar, he threw four touchdowns in the first half against the 49ers a few years back, but that's about it for guys who have put up halves similar to what Mitchell did in our lifetime as well, Bears quarterback. People jumping off the Mitchell ship are quickly jumping back on it <laughs> after this game. Uh, like you said, I mean, Buccaneers defense is pretty atrocious, but you know, he did what he should have. Uh, the Bears got out with a win, they're three and one going into a bye. Um, Packers are still right behind them. Uh, they picked up a win against oh. the Bills. wasn't oh. wasn't pretty, but it's a win. Well, yeah, I mean, this is um, this is just a typical another Packers season under Mike McCarthy. Offense starts off ridiculously slow again, and it just looks bad. But I mean, similar to the Bears' offense, dude. I thought I thought the Packers' defense looked phenomenal. Granted, I get it was against a rookie quarterback, but. Um, as you'll see tomorrow, that rookie quarterback also just shredded the Minnesota Vikings the week prior. Um, and I, think, I think the Vikings are terrible. Their defense is also atrocious. For, I think they're a little Pierce. overrated. But, I mean, this Packers defense, I mean, Brian Gutekens, he basically, you know, stomped all over Ted Thompson's grave and cut all of his players. And we got a lot of rookies. And, I mean, except for the second half against Minnesota and the first half against Washington, dude, the defense has been just fine. I mean, that, that's their first shutout since 2010. They had seven sacks. Kyle Frackle, who probably shouldn't even be on an NFL roster, even had three sacks in the game. You made that name up. <laughs> that's not a real player. He's, he's an actual player. He's an <laughs> actual player. And he's terrible. You know what, you know what he is? He has a, he has a high motor, um, great character guy, probably a great locker room guy, too. Packers defense played good, man. Um, the Packers offense, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers was 
did his little Aaron Rodgers thing. I mean, I love him to death. I'm a number one Aaron Rodgers fan, but he gets in these little pissy matches with his head coach. And Yeah, it's, I heard he that another one he had after the game. Yep, he did. He said they should have scored. The one thing, though, like I didn't understand, he was like they should have they had 600 yards total offense, and Devontae Adams should have had 20 targets, and Jimmy Graham should have had double the targets that he had. And I wanted to be like, bro, you're the one throwing the ball, man. I'm not understanding what you're saying. Why don't you? Yeah, right when you said that, I was thinking the same thing. Like, why? Do, why aren't you throwing it to them then? Like, he I did miss some throws that, like, I, I honestly have never seen him miss. I don't know if he if he's not driving off the knee or what it is, but there was a few slants I saw because I watched. I was at a Packer party because that's you know just the area I'm in and while I'm streaming the Bears game on my phone, and. He missed some slants that, like you just don't see him miss. A lot of that though, man, is he hasn't I mean, he hasn't since the since the Bear game, I mean Thursday was the first practice that he actually had. I and mean, he looks he looks better, but I think a lot of it is just practice. I mean, he's got a lot of new guys that he's throwing the ball to. Cobb didn't play because we're on the uh, annual yearly annual Cobb pulls a hamstring and misses a couple games there. Yeah, um, it was right on time. Yeah, it's right on time. But I think they'll be okay. I mean, two one and one. He, the offense will be fine, but I think they'll I think they'll be just fine. And yeah, I mean the Bears look tough. You know they're three and one. I'll, I'll even say it for you guys: first place Bears. I mean they first look, place Bears. There we go. When that's, when that's, is the next matchup? When is the next Bears Packers? December sixteenth. Yeah, it's yours it's, truly it's will be away. in attendance. It's a ways away, man. Um, but yeah. So what is that like? Week ten? I think like week twelve, maybe. Twelve. That'll be. That could be interesting. That I mean 12 that sounds about right. I mean that, that defense is. That Bears defense is ridiculously good. I mean, they 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 really really are. But like I said, um, it's it's October. You know, I mean, every every year we go through this. Everyone wants to bury the Packers. Everyone wants to bury the Patriots. And then, sure enough, at the end of the year, they there they both are. So I mean, shitty I mean, game. Th- I called it. I wrote about it. I said it was going to be an ugly game. Sure enough, it was. And I had tickets to the game, and I did not go because. I would have been partying with Bill's Mafia, and I would have been dead until Thursday. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you here. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Well, the thing is, if 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 the call goes a different way against the Vikings, the Packers are also sitting at three and one. And uh, if Kyle you know, Fuller had hands, the Bears would be four and zero. Oh. I don't want to hear. Touche, touche. I'm with you. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Thanks, so, Kyle. The funny part is that is that the next two games the Bears had like the same situation happened at the end of the game with like a, a game clinching interception and it's been caught fortunately yep. kyle fuller hasn't been the one there to to make the play because he wouldn't well there you know what there's reasons they play d-back and not receiver because let's be honest none of none, no d-backs want to be d-backs they're receivers that literally just can't catch so they're like all right well you're fast you got you can you're athletic enough to to be a receiver but you can't catch so go go cover the receiver not to get off topic, but you know what team's really good that's going to probably beat the Bears and the Packers? Dude, the freaking L.A. Rams, man. Holy Go Rams, oh baby. Holy Go Rams. That's a, that's a scary team. That is a scary team. I want zero part of that team. I mean, even against the Bears defense, I mean, I don't, I don't even care. I, I mean, mean, that's a team that has a defense that's borderline as good as the Bears or can be at times and has an offense that does what the Bears did well, this past dude, week I mean, every year. Against defense, anybody. So, man. That Rams defense, I mean, you have Khalid, who's hurt. He's gonna He's out for the year, though, so that's huge. He's Marcus on the Peter, IR. Marcus Peters is hurt. I mean, they're – but that offense, though, man. I read a stat the other day, I think, like, averaging over 30 points a game, and they're, like, last, I want to say, like, 10 or 11 games. Like, that's insane. 
That's tough to beat. You know, yeah. as a I my dad's a big Rams fan, so like growing up, you know, I was always in a Rams jersey, but I was a Bears fan. And like last year, you know, I jumped on the bandwagon. I'm, I'll admit it. I was I was all in on Jared Goff. He, you got I your got Cooper a, Cup jersey. I got a Jared Goff jersey. Oh, um, my Jared Goat. That's what we like to call him here in Chicago. Um, <laughs> but you know, the Rams, man. This team's for real. They are absolutely going to the NFC Championship unless somebody gets hurt. Um, but that talking about them, that one last moron thing, and then, pass. then I'm done. Jerry Jones said the other day he doesn't understand why people don't think the Cowboys can be the Rams on offense. He said, we're as proud of Dak as they are of Jared Goff, which you shouldn't be because Jared Goff is way better. Can we change and, more on Monday to Jerry Jones then? Yes. And he said last year they had Tavon Austin. Now we have Tavon Austin. I saw that. That so was, I don't see why it's that far. What? That was, I was dying when I saw that. That was one of the most, like it was already dumb. And then he threw in the Tavon Austin thing. And I'm like, wait, what? Like Cole Beasley is your number one in Dallas. He's not even the number. He's the number four in LA. Yep. Yep. It's a good year for me to have. Um, I got, I took a lot of heat when I, drafted Jared Goff like you know is like he was like I, it was probably the fifth quarterback off the board you know I, I took him yep I took what him. he was I took I took I took him and um, I ended up with Woods I took him in like the 10th round 11th round but he was like the fifth fifth quarterback off the board well you know what all he did was put up 62 points for me so fuck everybody in my league Jared go yep there's 62 See, fantasy points I took a lot of heat for drafting Brandon Cooks they said too many mouths to feed well Jared Go! Oh, he's feeding them. Them all. He's he feeds every feeding single them. one of them. Yep, yep, does man. Yep. Cooper Cup all day, baby. I don't Cooper know where Cup. my Brandon Cooks haters are now, but that man's putting up another thousand yards this year. <laughs> yeah, he's. I mean, he might have three thousand yards receivers. I mean, I doubt it, but you never know. And a, the best running back in the league. Yeah, that's that's a fact. So, so let's let, let's wind this down here. Uh, kind of final thoughts we got going in to we got. You know, big weekend ahead of us of uh, playoff baseball beginning tomorrow. AJ, what do you got for us? Close this out. Yeah, I mean, big-time game for the Cubs tomorrow with the Rockies coming to town. Got to take advantage of what I hope is going to be a little bit of a jet lag Rockies team. Jump on them early. Uh, Got big Johnny Lester going to the bump. I don't know if there's another pitcher on any of the playoff teams that any playoff team would rather have in a big game than John Lester. Obviously there are some guys who are probably better, better skills or talent wise right now, but in terms of just going out and winning a big game, uh, John Lester, I'm extremely confident in. So I'm not even worried about what he's going to do. I just really, I would like to see the, the offense wake up and score some runs early. So Jump on him early, get a couple couple run lead early on, and let John go to work, and maybe we'll see a John Lester to Cole Hamels uh, close it out and uh, see the Brewers and the NLDS later this week. Cody, what do you got? Um, first off, I want to thank John Gruden again for Cleo Mack. <laughs> shout out. Thank you, John Gruden, because the first place Bears are in first place because of you. Just what a fucking idiot. I'm, I, I'm not- <laughs> idiot um not great bulls went to the bulls uh first preseason game last night wendell carter jr might be the best player in the entire league besides grayson allen but he came in um anthony davis had to guard anthony davis first two possessions two turnovers for anthony davis 
I don't know what more you can ask for. Um, <laughs> Wendell Carter Jr., the second best player in the league. Grayson Allen's the first. Grayson Allen, rookie of the year this year. Um, Jazz win the West. John Lester tomorrow to Cole Hamels. Hopefully we're going to – yeah, I said we. Um, we're going to Wrigley on Thursday night. If there if there is a Cubs Brewers, no, when there's a Cubs Brewers game Thursday night, Cody and I, if we can get up there, are we going to have a little uh, ball nationwide reunion up there in the uh, Miller Park parking lot for a little pregame? Well, we can figure something out. I'm we sure Steve's down out. to pregame. I, I oh. guarantee it. Does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> sure does. Uh, Steve, what do you got for us? I uh, I fully expect the uh, the Cubs to uh, to win tomorrow. I fully expect it to be another uh, Cubs uh, Brewers series, and you know why not? I think it's good for uh, baseball, and I think it's good for uh, Milwaukee and Chicago. Man, I mean we're separated by what ninety miles at most, and to have the two best uh, teams in the NL, I think is pretty cool. Um, I also went to uh, one more thing. I went to the uh, the new Pfizer Forum on uh, Saturday. Holy shit! Um, that arena is freaking fantastic. Um, the Bucks are probably going to win like 55 games this year. Um, that's a lot for us. They'll um, just stop laughing right now, okay? Um, <laughs> we always seem to have these high expectations, and every single year we're disappointed. This is the life of Bucks fans. You just can't get over it. So I'm probably fully yep, expecting sure. myself, setting myself up to fail again, but I don't care. Um, Bucks all day, Bucks and six. Let's go, baby! Good stuff, Steve. Well, here we go. Uh, the, the the Brewers' probability of winning the NL Central coming into the season was was just not great. You know, I was one of the many people that was like, they need another starting pitcher. They need another starting pitcher. You know what? They probably still do, but man, ninety six wins later, they they add a starting pitcher August thirty first. Other than that, they, I mean, they're running out there with Chassin, who I made that I, I wrote about him being the best starting pitcher sign in the off season. And you know what? Today he proves my point. Uh, you look at his stats, you look at what happened with Darvish this year. You look what happened with Arietta, uh, who's fallen off the second half, you know, a couple other handful of guys, Cobb, Lynn, um, you know, he was the best starting pitcher signed in the off season. Um, another great signing by Stearns. The Brewers won the NL central uh, fully expect to see, See the Cubs, but for Cody and AJ's sake here, I'll just say, you know what? Here you go. Rockies are going to win. Thank you. Throw you oh, guys you, one. Thank you. you. You're doing Miles Michaelis dirty by saying Ulysses is the best signing. Cause, yes. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. You got me there. Michaelis has been great, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. There's, a, re- there's, a, there's a reason. You know what? My, my, Michaelis, there's a, he fell off a little bit in the last month. There, I'm fairly certain the Cardinals aren't – playing at all anymore and Chassin just won the he started the game that won the division so that's where we're at Chassin's the best starting pitcher signing the offseason sticking to it uh, so catch us next time make sure to follow both of our accounts at ball Milwaukee at ball Chicago catch you next time peace first place bears <laughs>